You are listening to Balanced Living Weekly, episode number 76 with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Living Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I am Father Roderick. And we're here on a weekly basis to share with you what's going on in our own personal journeys of pursuing a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And of course, we are also here to invite you into this journey with us so that we can all work together to find out uh, how to make it through this life in a very healthy way. And Father Roderick, we almost, we almost started this show and completely recorded everything without hitting the record button and, and just like our opening conversation, just chit-chatting. And so, uh, oh. <laughs> like, is it recording now? Yeah, we, we are recording now. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> but I, I was just saying, we, we, cause for those that don't know this, we record this show live on the internet, um, on Thursdays. And, uh, oftentimes we will do a little chit chat back and forth, uh, before the show starts. And then we'll also do a little bit of chit chat after the show. And so, um, oftentimes that, that can be for, depending on what you listen to this show for some of our pre-show and post-show discussions, it can actually even be more, more interesting than, than the show itself. <laughs> it certainly can. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, it's, it's always fun to connect, but, uh, Father Roderick, you, you've been doing some soul searching. Tell us about it. Yes. Oh, it's crazy. This has been one of these days. Um, and, and it's actually, I, I've, I didn't feel like recording anything today. I'm super tired. I just came back from Madrid, from Spain, uh, where I went to World Youth Day, and uh, that took its toll. I had a wonderful week, but it was very exhausting. And when I came home uh, last Sunday evening, the next day I went back straight back to work. I didn't take any time off, and I've been working ever since. And it. It, it's almost as if you're, you're ignoring a jet lag after, you know, switching from, from time zone to time zone. And then the first few days you're okay. And then it suddenly hits you as uh, like a ton of bricks. And that's how I felt today. I was super tired. And I tried to record a podcast today and it just, it didn't feel right. I actually stopped after 20 minutes. I was during the break and uh, I have these, uh, uh, like interruptions where a little tune starts playing and I know that I have to do an endorsement. You know, it's kind of the Leo Laporte thing where <laughs> I, I, try to, I try to be this great radio host and I just totally missed the mark and uh, started babbling about one of our sponsors. And, and then all of a sudden I was out of time and the music started again. And that's when I felt like this is not working. And I stopped <laughs> the recording. I deleted the Ustream recording. I was like... I'm not going to do this today. This is not working. And then I started this whole discussion with the chat room on Ustream where I went into this deep soul searching mode of like, what on earth am I doing? You know, it's just, and I know that when you're depressed or feeling depressed, I'm not really depressed, but I'm feeling depressed. Uh, it's probably not the, the right moment to, to make big decisions, but sometimes it helps me to step back and ask myself, you know, what, why is, why isn't this working? Why don't I feel balanced like right now? And and um, my big temptation has always been to, uh, I, I've got so many ideas and so many ambitions. And my my big temptation has always been to pursue every single idea without asking myself, well, is this really what I'm supposed to do? 
And so to give you uh, an example, when it comes to podcasting, uh, the, the, the way that I record my, my, uh, some of my shows is that I try to make them, uh, to try to give them a format that is, uh, uh, that is suitable for radio. Cause I have this idea that, you know, my podcast is good enough to be on the radio. So if I make a show that has the exact, you know, time breaks that they use on commercial radio, then perhaps it will be picked up and syndicated on some local radio station and I will be able to expand my audience. At the same time, every time I try to do a show like that, where it's very radio-like, I feel constrained. I feel it feels artificial. It interrupts the flow of my thought and it actually really interrupts the the, the creative flow of the show itself. And and I, I, I felt this for a very long time. And today it suddenly hit me. I was like, well, why am I doing this? Why do I try to to be uh, to make this show into a uh, turn this show into a radio show it's it it's not like i i have been syndicated so far so you know i've been waiting for a year for this this is probably not going to happen why do i make my life so miserable by trying to be this radio personality that i'm obviously not you know <laughs> why, right. why can't i and so and that le led me while chatting with the ustream audience in the chat room which is kind of artificial because they can only talk back in you know in typing but uh, then I was like, well, actually, I think that there are more things that I'm doing that I'm not really happy about and that I feel guilty about. Uh, and I had to uh, think back of, of a discussion that we had in one of our earlier shows where I had listened to one of your um, uh, walk casts, you know, with the Pursuing a Balanced Live. And you had this, this whole issue with the forum that you set up with yeah. the, the Guest Answer Man forum. And you felt this 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 obligation to to check it every day and to answer every single question and at one point you're like oh i'm not gonna do this anymore <laughs> this is making my life miserable and i felt exactly the same about a few other things and and it's uh and just before we started this recording i started to realize that wait a minute you know i for i had a few ambitions like i i wanted to become this super blogger I was like, I, I need to do more blogging because, you know, when you blog, you Google indexes it and it's easier for people to find and find your stuff and to react. And so I need to blog more. And it's been a year that I keep telling myself that I need to write more articles. And I've not. And, and the truth is, I don't think I'm a blogger. I just don't think that I'm a blogger. So why do I force myself to be a blogger if it's obvious that I'm not? I'm a podcaster. I'm not a radio host. I, I do a radio show once a week and it's on Dutch radio and it's pre-produced and it's all scripted and I do it because it, you know, it's it's kind of my job, but I don't really enjoy it that much. I enjoy podcasting much more. So why do I try to do it? Why do I try to apply that that radio host thing on, on everything else that I'm doing? Uh, another thing is like, I, I felt that you know, I admire what you do with the teaching and the and the webinars, and uh, and so I was like, well, I I really should do that for you know for parishes that are wondering how to get on the web, and perhaps I should just you know start some webinars and and try to help these priests that have no clue how to how to start a Twitter feed, and and the, and I I start realizing that wait a minute, even though I admire what what you do, Cliff. I don't think I, I am a teacher. Well, I'm a teacher, but not in that. I, I don't think I can do webinars. 
but I've been feeling guilty about not organizing webinars for most of the year now. And so again, I was like, well, if I feel so bad about it, if this is such a chore or such a burden, is it really what I'm supposed to do? Right. Is, this really my, is this really my passion or not? I mean, it's an opportunity. I think with some effort, I could probably do it. But do I really enjoy it? Is it something that my heart goes out to? Is it something that like, oh, I can't wait to do my next webinar? No, not really. And perhaps it will be something in the future, but right now I don't I just don't feel like it. And so is it really is it really what I should be doing? And so I've been asking myself all these questions. And it's, it's it's kind of like this weird moment where I start to realize I've been I'm I'm struggling with a number of things in my life. And and it's I'm probably struggling with it because it's actually not what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, because most of the things that were successful in my life and that I enjoy and that give me energy are things that I I've discovered that that's really my my that's my vocation, and there are a lot of other things that I feel bad about. I feel, it feels like a chore. It feels like a weight and a burden, and I feel guilty about it. But it's probably because it shouldn't be part of my life because it's. It's laudable in itself. It's a wonderful thing. It's a great idea. But it's probably not the thing that I should be doing. Am I just talking nonsense? No, <laughs> it, it, it makes perfect sense because here, here's the thing. Now, I believe that one of my vocations is that of a teacher. And and I, I come alive when I do a webinar, you know, and I get on there and, 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 and as soon as I'm done with a webinar, I'm like, wow, I can't wait till the next opportunity to do another one of these and and th wow i really feel like it, it the it's like i just helped a, uh, an amazing number of people learn how to do something and they got so much value out of it i got value out of it and this is amazing and so for me it, it's a part of who i am what i do and and stuff like that but i've certainly there there i've got some great friends who are always looking out for my best interest in the future and want to see me succeed. And they throw out, you know, they'll send me an email or a chat message every now and then, or even a phone call. And they'll suggest some, some wonderful opportunities that they see some, it's like, man, you're only tapping just the, the tip of the iceberg that, you know, just you're at the, there's so much potential to turn this into insert name here, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, you know, and, and I'm not opposed to any of those ideas, but and sometimes I hear it's like, well, you know, you could create a, a service and and you could hire a bunch of employees and and you could actually stop calling yourself, you know, seeing yourself as a solopreneur and you can run this big business that, you know, eventually you'll you'll have X, what, you know, an, a certain number of employees and they're going to be coming up with the ideas and and all of this stuff. And I start pondering it and I'm like, man, how miserable would I be <laughs> in that circumstance? It's like, you mean turn the keys over to somebody else and let them do the creative energy. And, 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 and I'm going back to this idea of managing people and, and, mm. and, and, and all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, I, I see, I see great financial gain in that. I, I, there, there's no question in my mind that this person is spot on that that potential is there. But I, I sit there and I'm trying to picture it. I'm trying to kind of just wrap my mind around me leading that kind of a business and and i and then i try to do it and i'm like i have zero interest in that right now and i mm. and 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 in fact i then all of a sudden i start feeling guilty 
Am I throwing away potential? Am I throwing away the potential that's right before me? Am I tossing mini money out, you know, aside and saying, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. Am I being selfish? Am I, you know, am I being naive to think that I can do it on my own? And, and, and I certainly see aspects where I, I definitely need to continue to, to further delegate, but you know, I, I'm approached with these ideas of things that I can do. I could do if I, if I only sat down and applied myself, I could create this. I could create, and, and and when it comes down to it, there's a ton of things that I could do well, mm-hmm. but I don't have any passion for whatsoever. Yeah, that's and, the key word, right? The passion is it really there? And yeah. and what makes us truly happy? Is it isn't it? It's not just about realizing your potential, but it's it's realizing your passion. Because there's a lot of potential in all of us, and we can do so many things. I, I could work for 24 hours a day if I wanted to. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> oh, unfortunately, sometimes we do. Sometimes we do, exactly. <laughs> but it's probably not going to lead to a very balanced life in, 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 if, we, if, we, if we would pursue every single crazy idea that we have, and even the reasonable ideas that we have. You, but it's all about, you know, where is, where is really... What makes your heart beat faster? Yeah. And that's yeah. probably what you should pursue. Well, and, and I, I do want to stress that I, you know, I admire, I, cause I look at a lot of things you do and, and sometimes I just like, what's he thinking? You know? And, and, and cause, cause then I hear you kind of, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm so excited about this. I just took this opportunity. And then a couple of weeks later I'm listening. It's like, man, this is just so much stress. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and I and just never going to have time to get caught up. And it's like, yeah, well, I was thinking you might be saying that a couple of weeks down the road. And I'm like, but, but the thing is, is there are times when I admire the fact that you, took some of those things to, to kind of find out, you know, because you're stretching yourself. And I, and, and that's the one thing that, you know, I've got this one friend that suggested this really, you know, actually two different really big ideas for potential things that, mm-hmm. that could just explode what I'm doing and taking it to a whole new level of, of success that I've never even dreamed possible. And, 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 uh, you know, there, there's, there's, let me just say the, um, there, the opportunity to fulfill what he has, you know, seen as a p- potential future outcome uh-huh. of what I'm doing. He, he, there, there's, there's all the resources, all the opportunity, everything is there to back it. All right. I, all I would need to say is, yeah, let's work on this. Let's, let's move. Let me, let me move in that direction. And, 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 and there's a part of me that says, I just can't see it. But at the same time, this is what I, you know, this is what I hear. What I've seen from you is that, I don't want to just say, nope, nope, nope. I can't, I can't picture that right now. I have no passion about it right now. And so therefore I'm just going to say no. And so what mm-hmm. I do is I, I, I allow it to challenge my thoughts and I allow it to challenge things. And it's like, should I be thinking about bigger things? Should I be thinking about taking it to the next level? And, and I try to envision myself in situations where it's a big risk it puts me in an uncomfortable position because I find that my I, I typically grow most in my faith and my relationship with God when I'm not in control and I take on something that's much bigger than me. And and so sometimes I I, I feel like I need those kind of things. But um, for the most part, I I, I look and I'm, I'm, I just came to this conclusion just recently. It's like, you know what? I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm evaluating this idea that's just been thrown out to me. And then I look at the background of the person who's you who is who's proposing it, and I mm-hmm. see that their background this this is this would be their dream come true. 
Uh-huh. And um and and there's a do you do you catch the key phrase there? This would it's be their, their dream. It's their dream, it's not mine. It's yeah. it, and it's like, you know, and, and and so then it's like, but but man, they have a good dream. And it's mm-hmm. a and it's a valid dream. And they yeah. have they have abundant resources way beyond my even imagination. And they have a good dream. It's it's a viable product, it's a viable service. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, it's like, you know, what? If, if, if I wanted to, I could be a part of this and I could probably do a really darn good job at it. Yeah. And, and if I did it and it was successful, you know, which I, which I think it's got a very high likelihood of success. And when I say success, I mean financial success. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and chances are, and if I was to say, hey, let's let's over the next six months, let's see if I can't rearrange some things that I'm doing so that I can focus heavily on this and let's work on this together. And in five years from now, I, I could be bringing in a couple million dollars a year. Yeah. All right. But the thing is, is that what I want? And it's and, 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 and it's crazy because as much as I've struggled financially over these years and trying to just <laughs> I, it's, it's that's not my dream. Not and, and, and I and I say I, I say to this person, I say to the people that approach me with these challenging ideas of talking to Fortune one hundred companies, starting software, you know, services for podcasters and and maybe an you know, amazing all this mm. other stuff, I, I think to myself, it's like, you know what, I I want to I wanna think about those things. I wanna continue to, you know, just let it simmer and just, you know, maybe maybe one day I wake up and I and I'm like you know, I don't, I'm, I'm tired of doing these webinars. I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of doing that. And, and by golly, doing this project, all of a sudden I have this newfound passion and it's like, you know what? Boom, the light bulb went off. Now I'm ready to proceed. That's probably a very wise attitude to not discard it right away, but to let it simmer and wait for the moment that, that, and it might come or not. But to wait for the moment that, that, that you actually get like the green light of, from your passion and that, yeah, this is what I want to do right now. But if it's just someone else's dream, it's a very risky road to, to take. Yeah. You, uh, even if there might be financial rewards. Sure. But that's just, that's very relative, the financial reward. Yeah. Because, you know, even if you gain all the money in the world, if you're not happy in the day-to-day work that you do, it's not making you happy. It's probably not going to make the people around you happy. And so is it, is it really worth it? Yeah. <laughs> it's always this thing of what is it, you know, something that is in itself a good idea or a good thing to do. Is it right for you and in your situation and in this moment of your life? Yeah. Sometimes it will be in the future. You never yeah. know. Exactly. Well, I want to say this, Father Roderick, I, I, while you were gone, I listened to, I think you put out like what, six or seven episodes of the break mm-hmm. while you were in Madrid. And I think I've listened to all but two of them so far <laughs> and i really enjoyed it oh it my gosh terrible. was it amazing <laughs> it was very simple uh, it's just the olden day the, the olden golden days of podcasting i just flipped on the recorder and i was in a situation and it starts raining and it starts thundering and i'm just trying to describe it as vividly as possible and it and it works that's kind of i felt so happy doing that i know I was like, this, this is what I love to do. I, I just felt so happy. It's strange, you know, because I'd been working really hard and I had to squeeze in these re- recordings for myself kind of at the most impossible moments. 
But when the moment I flipped on the the microphone, I was like, yeah. I'm back, you know. This is what I've been doing. This is how it started, and this was what I do best. There was there was not a there was no bumper. There wasn't a single piece of pre-produced music. There was no transition from one segment into the next. It was just it, it was just inviting us as the audience, the listener, to participate in your world, in your life for yeah. you know 30, 45 minutes. And <laughs> And I was out walking and, and, and while I, and, and it had been a while since I've experienced this, but, um, mm-hmm. but it was, it reminded me of when I first found your content and, and, and you were going through, um, Ireland in Dublin. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. And, and so I'm sitting here walking, I'm literally walking through Hebron, Kentucky, uh-huh. you know, walking, <laughs> but I have the earbuds in and because you have the surround sound of the H2 yeah, I'm walking through Hebron, Kentucky, but I'm literally experiencing in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. I'm walking among millions of pilgrims who have come to the World Youth Day in Madrid, in Spain. Yeah, you know, and it, and, it, and it's and it's sunny as can be, and it's mm-hmm. like 89 degrees, and I'm sweating, and it's hot, and it's beautiful, but in my mind's eye. It is pouring down rating and everything's getting soaking wet, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm there with you. And it was so much fun. And, and I, I'll tell you what, I loved the content that you put out for the break during that time. It, it, it was it was awesome. It was amazing. And it, and it really was inspiring. And, and you know what? It, it just made me want to experience what you were experiencing. Just be there. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It, 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 was, it was a really good lesson for me. And, and perhaps that's why I kind of overreacted earlier today when I tried to record this break and everything is scripted and you've got these jingles playing. Yeah, I got to take a look at the, You have to watch the clock and then you, oh, what, what was the endorsement that I had to mention? And it, it's like, how did I end up here? I, did, I didn't start like this in podcasting. And does it even work? And... I, I I don't know. I have to think about it, but because of of course the the break is the 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 shows that I do regularly um, work fine, and I I kind of like a, f- a certain format. But at the same time, if it becomes a chore and if it starts to burden the flow of the of the communication, then it's probably time to reevaluate and and rethink this. And uh, I, I just I, it, it was a good moment because it it. it set in motion this whole chain reaction of of reflections on you know where am i right now in life and what where do i want to go and have i been going into in the right direction and i think with a couple of things both personally but also with sqpn perhaps i've been pursuing certain ideals that i felt were the thing to do because everybody says that's the thing to do and because perhaps i'm telling myself that that's the thing to do but is it really and isn't it, it time to just, you know, stop and think and if necessary, just start again and take a different direction. And there's no shame in that. The thing that, that, that bugs me sometimes or that is, that is hampering me is that I feel guilty if I change direction because mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really living up to everyone's expectations. Yes. And, and, well, and, and, but the, the question is, is that, is that, the criteria for what you do. Should I live by other people's expectations? Or, and it's probably more complicated than that, it's probably my interpretation of what other people's expectations are. But is it really what people are expecting? You know, when I talked to the chat room 
uh, an hour ago. They were like, well, but we want you to be rested. Just, just take a day off. You know, well, you don't need to talk to us. And But I keep telling myself that that is what people expect of me. So I should do that. Yes. And or you know it, you're kind of... Uh, it's you you you're doing a lot of things that you shouldn't be doing because you you think that other people expect you to do it. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, it, it's so funny you say this because yesterday I recorded episode number five hundred six of um, pursuing a balanced life as doing a walkcast, and it's like ten o'clock in the morning when I started my walk because I had I didn't sleep very well the night before and I kind of slept in a little bit, and you know it's like do I go out for a walk or do I not? And of course, you know I had some scheduled calls the rest, you know, in the afternoon and in in the late late morning right before lunch, and so there was going to be no other time for me to go out for a walk. And so I really felt like for me to be productive and to do my best, I, I, my body, number one, physically needed the, uh, the walk. Mm -hmm. Number two, my mind mentally needed the walk. And it was just downright a good decision overall for my productivity for the day. I knew that if I did that walk, it was going to be an amazing benefit. But 20, right. 20 minutes into the walk, I'm sitting here recording this podcast and all of a sudden I just feel like, you know, and, and I, I say this to the audience, I'm sitting there telling them, I said, listen, you know, here's the thing. I feel really guilty right now because it's like 67 degrees out here. It is there. It, it's sunny, but there's a cool breeze. This is the sky is blue. The, the, you know, just light fluffy clouds. I mean, the birds are tw- tweeting in the background. It's 10 o'clock in the afternoon and I feel guilty walking right now because I should be, be, I should be slaving, you know, I should be a slave working endlessly and tirelessly behind a computer. And I imagine that you listening to me are probably envious, if not downright jealous or angry with me because I have this blessing of going out and just, I wish I could just stroll out, you know, for a walk (laughs) at 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, says the guy sitting in a in a cubicle in an office. <laughs> exactly. So I'm I'm imagining these people hating me. Uh-huh. You you know what I'm saying? So it's like sure. chances chances are you guys probably aren't. Maybe you're inspired by the fact that I have this freedom. But here I feel guilty about having the freedom. And then I'm like, and and then I it's like number one. I know nobody's ever said, well, you know, woe is Cliff. You know, the guy who can sleep at n- until nine twenty and then go for a walk at ten fifteen. <laughs> What was you <laughs> come here and listen to your podcast and hear you go on about your belly aching about the troubles you face in life and hope you're enjoying your nice and, and nobody's ever written that to me, Uh-oh. but I assume that's what people think, you know, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden I'm sitting there in the podcast. I'm like starting to defend myself against these non-existent people who are. <laughs> <laughs> who are mad at me and I'm like trying to tell him like, but you don't understand I probably work more than you do I, I work around the clock I mean I nobody works harder than I do and and uh-huh. I deserve this walk dog on it and, and so I'm sitting there having this argument with myself in a podcast and so why do I do that it's like who cares when I go for a walk I, I, I you know I wanted to go out for a walk so I went out for a walk why why can't I just do that without feeling guilty you know, it, it's weird. So that that's what I experienced this week. Yeah, it's a strange inner voice that can trick us into <laughs> so many wrong directions. You know, the 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 best thing that happened to me last week was uh, on the was on Saturday. It was the hottest day of the week. It was just was before. It was in the afternoon before I went to the field with you know the the airport to you know where where, the, where we had the bad weather and everything, and. Um, 
I I wanted to go to confession, and I knew that there was in this, in this park in the center of the city they had installed like two hundred confessionals, and we had done a, a television item about. Uh, about the confession and we interviewed a few young young people and asked for their reactions because they, they were not familiar with that. And I remember watching the final cut, the final edit of that segment and I was very touched. I, I, I was like, whoa, I should go to confession as well because, you know, it's been a while and I'm not, you know, I should. This is, this is for me, this is also a personal pilgrimage and so this is kind of, yeah, I, I just felt compelled to go there. And so I, I arrived, and this was in between something that I had to do for television and then something I had to do for radio. I still had to go back and film most of the presentations for the, um, for the final episode that we would edit during the night. And so there was a lot of time pressure, but it's like, okay, I'm just going. I'm, I'm taking three hours, so I, I, I called the producer. I was like, I need a few hours for myself. I want to go to confession. And then feeling very guilty calling that because I was like, oh, perhaps they will need me. And they were like, sure, sure, just take your time. It's important. You, you just go ahead and we'll, we'll manage. Um, and so I walked to that park. It was super hot. And I expected 200 priests being sitting there to hear my confession. And they had all gone. They, they were all, because oh, it was no. way, And they were all gone. There were like three priests there, all Spanish. And oh no, this is the final day. You know, this was my chance and I missed it. And oh gosh, I can't go and do and confess in Spanish. I don't know the words for all my sins in Spanish. <laughs> I can't I can't go to confession with a dictionary or you know, I can't use my iPhone and use Google Translate to, you know, to translate all my sins, because who knows what Google is gonna do with all that. <laughs> So it was really between a rock and a hard place. And then the additional problem was that this, as soon as I entered the scene, there were a lot of English-speaking uh, pilgrims that were like, oh, a priest, I want to confess. And so before I knew it, before I could even reach the confessionals, I'd already been uh, you know, thrown to the ground several times by pilgrims who wanted me to hear their confession. And I was like, well, I'm a sinner as well. I need my confession too. Um and then I finally found one priest who was sitting there in the sun, and because this was all open air, and uh, and 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 he apparently spoke English, and he and, and and in addition he looked really friendly, which I was like, okay, this is the sign, you know, a friendly priest who speaks English. This is exactly what I need. <laughs> and um, and so I waited for about half an hour, and he had like two other people in front of me. And, and then I was like, okay, one more. Okay, hurry up, hurry up. Now it's my turn. And then the guy stands up and walks away. Oh, <laughs> gosh. The entire morning. I was like, God, this is apparently not supposed to happen. What's going on? I just felt this urge to go here and to spend some time, you know, and get, get some advice. And I really felt I needed it. And so I was just like, this is just not going to happen. This is not meant to be. What's going on? And I, 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 I walked away, actually. I was, I was ready to, uh, to go home again because I was running out of time. And then I see this other priest. He sees me looking around and he asks me in English, kind of with a Spanish accent, you know, are you looking for a, for a priest? It's like, yes. <laughs> and so we sat down on a, on a bench in the park, not even in, the, in one of those confessionals out there. 
And uh, and and I I asked him. He said, "I said, you know, do you have some time? Because I I, you know, this might be a long story or a long conversation." And he said, "You know, that's why I'm here. You know, don't worry about my time. Take all the time you need." And it was very just a very inviting attitude, and it was just exactly what I needed to kind of go over that guilt of you know I'm stealing this man's time, and it's so super hot, and he was probably not walking around here to hear confessions. And, um, and, you know, I, I did my confession and when we spoke and, and there were a lot of things like it was kind of this, this talk where it's not just, oh, I did this and then I did that. And then, you know, but it was kind of this more broader conversation where I, there were just a lot of things bugging me and I didn't know how to, t how to handle them. And, and so in, in a way it was very similar to the kind of conversation that we have during this show. So it's kind of this, this kind of open conversation and, and it, it also, contained uh my confession yeah and uh and then you know i i was kind of done uh and he the the priest starts starts talking and like i still wonder what was going on but everything he said went straight to my soul it was like this is exactly what i needed to hear right now and um uh the 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 thing that struck me most was that I felt guilty about so many things. I felt guilty about my sins. I felt guilty about not having gone to confession for such a long time. I felt guilty of, you know, of this and that and this and that. And I kept piling it up. And then the priest stops and he says, you know, um, the, the thing that strikes me is that the, the thing that I want to tell you is that you really should stop worrying about all this. I know that it's a burden for you. But the thing that you have to take away from this from this confession is that God loves you more than you can imagine. And he wants he basically he wants to take your place in your life. So in, in a way he, he and he said it in a very gentle way. He's like the things that you've been this whole this whole attitude of you it's still all about you. You're preoccupied, you feel guilty. You have all you're constantly thinking about the person you should be and the person that you're not and you, you're striving to be and you have all your sins and then, you know, you want to be holy, but just stop. It's not necessary. It's, it's not about you. You're, it's, it, just let God take the place of all, the, all those worries. That's all he wants. That's all you need to do. And I don't know if I'm being clear, but it was such an eye opener. I was like, that's so true. Yeah. For, for 20 minutes, I've been talking about myself. <laughs> and and now this priest tells me, you know, it's not about you in your life. It's about something else. It's about God. And the moment you make place for him, all the rest becomes almost irrelevant. And uh, and then he said something else. Uh, he said, you know, because um, I, I, I talked about uh, my life and the kind of the, the stress in my life and that I was sacrificing so much for my work. And, and I felt the moment and, and when I wasn't working, I felt guilty. And so I didn't pray enough because I was always working. And he said, you know, why don't you just take a few moments when you wake up in the morning, why don't you ch take some time? And I don't know how much time you need. Just take an hour, take two hours if you need it and just pray. Pray your, the, the prayers that you need to pray as a priest, the liturgy of the hours and, and, and celebrate mass in the morning. Even if, you know, it's just for yourself, just do that. He said, if you start your day with that, you have already done the only thing that really matters. 
I love that. And no matter what goes wrong, no matter how many sins you do during the day, no matter how much you completely missed a mark on your work or, you know, no matter how much you will fail for the rest of the day, you will have already uh, accomplished your, the reason that you are put on this planet because you've, you've made room for God. And when he is there in your life, all the rest will follow and you will be fruitful, even if you don't work that day. And it, that was, so, that hit me like a, a, it was like a nuclear bomb. I was like, holy cow. What? I'm 43 years old. I've been a priest for, what is it? Like more than 15 years now. And I only now start to understand what my life is really about. And it's, <laughs> and it's so obvious. And actually I've been telling other people to do this. And I never told myself or I never listened to myself. And I was like, this this was one of those moments in life where you feel like you hit the jackpot. Like this is it. I I cannot believe that I never that I never understood this before. And 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 probably I I got it intellectually, but it never it never went to my heart or something like that. Yep. And it was so liberating. I felt so light. I was like, he is he is so right. This my life is not about me. And and and. If I let loose, if I let go of all these preoccupations and make and make room for God, if if that is the only thing that I take away from this confession, it's probably the most important lesson in life. <laughs> and I came home, and th- th- I have to say that's what I've been doing for the past few days. Like this morning, I woke up and I took an hour, and I felt guilty <laughs> at first initially. Because I, I was waking up a bit too late and I knew that this was going to be a podcasting day. So I should probably do, you know, like uh, a pre-production and, and go into Wunderlist and, and type down all sorts of great ideas that I wanted to talk about in my podcast. But at the same time, it's like, well, I am doing the most important thing of the day. I'm saying my prayers. I'm connecting with God. I'm giving him the room that he needs and even if the entire day that follows is going to be a disaster and I'm going to have lots of technical problems and they're going to be whatever, I will have already done the most important thing. And, uh, and, and it's somehow, I think that that confession actually led to, or this realization led to this whole soul searching earlier before we started podcasting and leads to this conversation. It's like, what is the real, the real reason that I'm on this planet? And yeah. am I chasing windmills like yeah. the Spanish dude, you know, <laughs> with Don Quixote? <laughs> you know, one one of the things that happened earlier this year is is our community. We lost um, uh, a dear friend of ours uh, who is y- actually quite a bit younger than I am. Uh, mm-hmm. She had uh, lost her fight with cancer and uh, it happened quite suddenly. And, and that had a ma- major impact on just my mindset in so many different areas. And as it's been, it's the first time in a very long time that I've lost somebody so close to me. And then somebody who had had such an amazing impact, not just in my life, but other people's lives. And, and, uh, I know I've mentioned this before, but, um, you know, I sit here and, and I, sometimes I'll look at my email inbox and I'll look at all the different things I'm working on. And I look at this and I look at that and, and then I, and I, every now and then I'm like, well, what if it were me in that hospice care center? You know, mm-hmm. you know what, so I'm not guaranteed that I'll, I'll, I'll make it through the night. I'm not, I don't know that I'll be living tomorrow. So 
when it's all said and done, you know, here it is. It's seven, eight o'clock at night. My family's upstairs. I'm sitting here, you know, I mean, if, if I don't make it until, you know, if, if I'm not alive next week, will me working for the next two more hours trying to be more productive, will it make any difference mm-hmm. or what would be more important? And, and, and so it, it, it's those things, you know, it, it's just like thinking about what is the most important thing, spending time with alone with God, you know, it, having those genuine, real face-to-face connections with the people that, that God has placed in your life. And, and, and so much we, we just manufacture our own feelings of what we need and have to accomplish in life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's crazy how sometimes we forget about the, 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 the real, you know, the, the, the thing that we're really called to be. And at the end of our lives, we're probably not going to regret that we missed out working right. <laughs> or that we didn't work like 10 hours a day. We're going we're gonna to think about all the, the opportunities that we had to be with friends and to be with family and to have, you know, to, to live in that balance. And, and that's going to be what we'll regret, that we didn't do that more, more often and more like it, that it wasn't like a regular part of our lives. I, I, I was listening. I, you probably did the same when we heard the news about Steve Jobs t- stepping down as a CEO. Yep. Uh, uh, did you go back to that video where he speaks on, you know, his, his uh, commencement speech at the, that university? I didn't listen to that one. Uh, I, was, I, was, I went back and watched all the videos where he announced like the big, like the, the first Mac <laughs> and the first Mac and the, the first iMac and the first iPod and, and stuff like that, well, but I didn't re-listen to the commencement speech. But I've heard it before. Go ahead and tell us about it, though. It's an amazing. It's an amazing speech he did in 2005 at the university. Now you have to realize that that Steve uh, has never really finished university or anything. Even though his original parents, uh, he, he was given up for adoption, and so his original uh, his biological parents uh, demanded actually that that his foster parents uh, sent, w- would send him to college and they didn't and they lied about their own education so it's like uh, but and and yet he is speaking there as one of the most powerful people in the world to all these university students that just start a new year and it's one of the most upfront authentic you know real speeches that I've ever heard him doing. This is not the sleek, you know, salesman that, that we know from the keynote speeches. Uh, but this is, I think, a, a, a rare insight in the, in the soul of this guy. And he is very personal. He gives a, a few examples of his own life. And it gets, uh, I was surprised at the cand- candor of, of, that, of that talk. And he ends he has like three parts, and the third part of his speech is, I want to talk about death. And it's like, boom, <laughs> what? <laughs> You're talking about death? All these young people here? And he talks about this first, the first time that he was brought to the hospital, and they have this diagnosis that he has this rare form of pancreatic cancer, and that he will probably only will have a few months to live. So it's time to start wrapping up his life. And, and he... Uh, talks about what it did to him and how it put things in perspective and how it changed his life and even though he got cured at that you know uh, a bit later um i still think that that it changed him fundamentally and he uh he has this beautiful reflection it's not christian or anything steve jobs is a buddhist um so it's very non-denominational or 
but it's so true the things that he says about the about the the um the nature of our life we we don't live forever there's going to be a day that we will that we will die and so how are you going to cope with it are you just going to fly away from that and 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 ignore it and deny that that will they will come or is are you taking that almost as a gift and he actually says it in his speech he says death is the greatest gift that we have in this life because it gives purpose to everything we do and i i won't repeat what he says because you have to listen to it for yourself but it's a, it's a beautiful reflection upon the the temporal nature of our life here on earth but but the way he talks about it it's not like oh this looming horizon and it's all it's all doom and gloom but you can tell that he has he he just accepts the fact that that his life is not endless and it, but it it becomes this 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 thrust his energy in his life to make sure that every day counts and that he only does really does what he feels passionate about and what he feels is his his calling his vocation here on on, on earth and i think that that reveals actually why he's been so successful and why he's not he's not been distracted by all these uh, the pressures of the market why he was able to go this far because it's someone who realized that I only have this life and I only have this opportunity to follow my dream and to try to realize it. And to and oh, I was so blown away just re-listening to that. And I was like, this is so inspiring for, for every one of us because it's he just just he puts on right there in front of us on YouTube the biggest question of our lives. And it's like, what are you gonna do with it? And how can you turn that 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 uh reality of of us having to die one day how can you turn that into a gift into a into an energy that will give purpose to each and every day of your life i was i was blown away by that and i've i've watched that speech several times but it spoke to me again i think in 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 addition to everything that i lived through you know in madrid and then this past week <clears throat> It just hit me, and I was like, "Wow, this is some serious food for thought." Well, and, you, you know, speaking of that, now that you say that, I don't know that I've actually heard that entire speech now, and now I desperately want to go get it. So I'm going to see I, if I've I can queued, find it in MP3 form. And yeah. I've queued it up here. Um, I, I'm not sure if it will yield good audio quality if I play it from this end. How oh. how long is it? Uh, it's about eight minutes. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you send me the link and I can actually get really great audio on this end. So okay, if you just send me a link either on uh, on Skype. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in Skype and I can tell you exactly where you have to start the to play it. So it's in, I sent you the link, the YouTube link. Yeah, I got that. So, And then move forward to 8 minutes and 53 seconds. All That's right. where he starts to talk. So 8 minutes and 50, 53 seconds. Yeah, almost there. Let's see here. 8 minutes... Here we go, and let's hit play. Here we go. My third story is about death. There you go. When I was 17, I read a quote that went something like, if you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. <laughs> it made an impression on me, and since then, for the past 33 years, I've looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, 
what I want to do, what I am about to do today. Oh, I love that. And whenever the answer has been no for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. Remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in life. Because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. About a year ago, I was diagnosed with cancer. I had a scan at 7.30 in the morning, and it clearly showed a tumor on my pancreas. I didn't even know what a pancreas was. The doctors told me this was almost certainly a type of cancer that is incurable, and that I should expect to live no longer than three to six months. My doctor advised me to go home and get my affairs in order, which is doctor's code for prepare to die. It means to try and tell your kids everything. You thought you'd have the next 10 years to tell them in just a few months. It means to make sure everything is buttoned up so that it will be as easy as possible for your family. It means to say your goodbyes. I live with that diagnosis all day. Later that evening, I had a biopsy where they stuck an endoscope down my throat, through my stomach and into my intestines, put a needle into my pancreas and got a few cells from the tumor. I was sedated, but my wife, who was there, told me that when they viewed the cells under a microscope, the doctor started crying because it turned out to be a very rare form of pancreatic cancer that is curable with surgery. I had the surgery, and thankfully, I'm fine now. <clears throat> this was the closest I've been to facing death, and I hope it's the closest I get for a few more decades. Having lived through it, I can now say this to you with a bit more certainty than when death was a useful but purely intellectual concept. No one wants to die. Even people who want to go to heaven don't want to die to get there. And yet, <laughs> death is the destination we all share. No one has ever escaped it. And that is as it should be, because death is very likely the single best invention of life. It's life's change agent. It clears out the old to make way for the new. Right now, the new is you. But someday, not too long from now, you will gradually become the old and be cleared away. Sorry to be so dramatic, but it's quite true. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. When I was young, there was an amazing publication called the Whole Earth Catalog, which was one of the Bibles of my generation. It was created by a fellow named Stuart Brand, not far from here in Menlo Park, and he brought it to life with his poetic touch. This was in the late 60s, before personal computers and desktop publishing, 
So it was all made with typewriters, scissors, and Polaroid cameras. It was sort of like Google in paperback form 35 years before Google came along. It was idealistic, overflowing with neat tools and great notions. Stuart and his team put out several issues of the Whole Earth Catalog, and then, when it had run its course, they put out a final issue. It was the mid-1970s, and I was your age. On the back cover of their final issue was a photograph of an early morning country road, the kind you might find yourself hitchhiking on if you were so adventurous. Beneath it were the words, stay hungry, stay foolish. It was their farewell message as they signed off, stay hungry, stay foolish. And I have always wished that for myself. And now, as you graduate to begin anew, I wish that for you. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Thank you all very much. That is awesome. Wasn't that amazing? Have you ever heard Steve Jobs saying such profound things? I, I was blown away. It's it's a, it's a really amazing. I, I, I love it, especially when I sit there and I, I think about, you know, what I had shared earlier in this episode about, you know, not living somebody else's dream. and Yeah, don't waste your time living someone else's life. That is so true. You know, and that follow your intuition because it already knows who you are and where you can go. You know, it's like that your intuition is your guide. I, th- I think it's so profound. It's so true. That is awesome. I, I love that. I'm glad you, you queued that up and, uh, and told us about that because I think that was a very worthwhile thing to hear and, and, uh, and a very sobering thing for maybe some people who haven't quite thought about things in that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, sometimes we get very profound in this show. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we do. Some forgive us. <laughs> Hey, um, we should probably talk, start. Oh, What's that? Yeah. Next time we'll talk about avocado salads and, um, and <laughs> <laughs> how to count calories again. <laughs> uh, very cool. Well, I hope and pray that, uh, and by the way, just so you know, because I know that you don't always hear this, I'm starting the music right now. So we have less than four minutes and 18 seconds left. <laughs> very good. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, one of the things I want to share is... Uh, Hopefully next week I'll still be doing as good as I have been doing the last two weeks of my physical fitness. And I'll be mm-hmm. able to share with folks how just how wonderful things are going because you were you were gone last week. And I had, I mean, yeah. last week I was about ready to tell you that in 10 days I lost 10 pounds. What? Yep. No. Yeah. Yep. Holy cow. And then I gained amazing. And then I gained four back over two days because I got a little crazy, but I'm back. You know, the thing is I am back and I, and overall, um, I'm still down six. No, I'm still down seven and a half pounds, uh, over the last 14 days now. So good job. Yeah. So things, things are good. I'm back in to a good rhythm and I'm working out in the morning and, uh, we'll see if it continues and, I have every expectation that it will. And sometimes that might mean going out and wrestling with my own mind and my own guilt and walking at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just keep doing that. It's good for you. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm back on the road. I've been running. I've, I've done 10 miles yesterday, even though I've not ran for, for two weeks now. But uh, it, it feels good to be on, back on track. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm looking for... I'm looking for some some uh, some kind of content that's going to help me to to maybe have a little bit more intentional um, 
kind of devotional time in the morning. I don't know if I'm going to do like audio Bible or uh, hmm. some kind of, uh, you know, I, I, I might go back and start listening to that, that one. Um, oh, what's that place? Uh, Pray as you go. Have you ever listened to them before? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. I think it's called pray as you go. Yeah. It's like a, a, a like an audio meditation for every day. Yeah. That's so. pretty good. It's got some music, some some uh, some scriptures, some uh, some thoughts. Yeah. So so I'm looking for something like that to kind of incorporate and in trying to uh, to live out that balance in the morning and put God first, but at the same time also put that physical activity right up there as well in the morning and and to really get these days started off right and stuff. So, well, we know from previous experience that that makes us happy and it it carries us through the day. So yeah, it's definitely worth. Going back to that, I, I'm sure going back to that, I already did, and it, it feels good. It feels great. That's awesome. Well, Father Roderick, thank you so much for uh, spending this last hour with us here, and it's, it's always a blessing to get to talk with you. And uh, folks, if you guys haven't done so already, go over to sqpn.com and search around that site and look for The Break. Look for the break and go and listen to the last six or seven episodes and uh, follow fa- <laughs> follow Father Roderick through Madrid. Yeah, if you want to hear extreme podcasting, listen to the one that is called Thunderbolts and Lightning. Yes, did you see my Facebook post? I said I, I actually. Yeah. You should. It's the adventure. The adventures of Aqua Priest. Aqua Priest. That's exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was a great title. <laughs> Uh, that was a fun one so anyway folks thank you for tuning in we'll be back again next week and um, if you want to give us a call you can at 859-795-4067 again the phone number 859-795-4067 of course you can also leave a comment for this episode just look for episode number and it is it was uh, 76 episode 76 at balancedlivingweekly.com So leave us a comment at balancedlivingweekly.com, episode number 76. Until next time, my friends, we encourage you to stay balanced.